Rebecca Weiss here, and I'm so excited to have you back for another episode. Today we're delving into a slightly controversial topic, Halloween. Now I'm not here to tell you what to do. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, not mine. But I'm here to present the information that most Christians, including myself, did not know about Halloween. I grew up celebrating Halloween as a kid, so I'm no stranger to the holiday. So what inspired this episode? Having my own kid, actually. Once Asher came into the picture, my husband and I had to decide what we were going to do as a family. And we came to an agreement as a married couple on what we believe God wanted for our family. And I encourage you guys to do the same. But when researching the holiday for myself, I came across some alarming information that I believe most Christians don't know. And therefore, I desperately wanted to share it with you guys today. So with that being said, this episode is all about Halloween. We're going to dive deeper into the history behind this holiday, the signs and symbols associated with it, and why you may want to think twice before welcoming it so freely into your home. Stay tuned. Halloween comes from the ancient Celtic pagan festival of Samhain, celebrated over 2,000 years ago on the night of October 31st. This was the night before the Celtic New Year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and harvest and the beginning of a long, dark winter. Celts believed on this night that the veil between the living and the dead was thin, and therefore spirits from the other world would come and visit the earth. Soen was put in place not only as a celebration for the end of the summer and bringing in a new year, but as a form of protection from the spirits who were visiting the earth. On this sacred night, people would gather to light bonfires, offer animal sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. If you were to visit the night of Soen back in time, you would see people dressed up in costumes consisting of animal heads and skins, building massive bonfires, burning crops, and sacrificing animals to Celtic demons, all while chanting. Soen was born at a place in Ireland called Owen Nagat, meaning Cave of the Cats, also referred to as the Gate to Hell. Owen Nagat was seen as a passage or the thin place between Ireland and the other world. There was a massive temple there where rituals and animal sacrifices took place. This was done because on this night, they believed that demons, spirits, and fairies could travel through Owen Nagat and wreak havoc on the earth. The people offered these sacrifices to curry the spirits' favor in hopes that they have good crops that year. They also feared the spirits destroying their crops and hoped their sacrifices would appease them. The Celts also feared that devils and beasts would drag them into the other world, and so they would dress up in costumes of heads of animals and skins to confuse the beasts from thinking they were human and stealing them into the other world. This is where we get the tradition for dressing up for Halloween. The Celts also believed that because of the spirits visiting the earth, that it would be a good time for them to tell fortunes and make prophecies about the future. They would also open their windows and invite the dead to come and eat in their homes and have supper with them. This definitely doesn't sound very family friendly, does it? So how did Halloween become a kid-friendly, candy-filled holiday? Well, let's fast forward through history. By the middle of the 19th century in America, annual autumn festivities became more and more common because of the different meshing of beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups. It started as play parties where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, sing, tell ghost stories, and cause mischief. But in the second half of the 19th century, when America brought in new Irish immigrants, they brought the pagan traditions of Samhain and helped popularize the celebration of Halloween here in the States. Barring from Samhain traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. This is where the trick-or-treat tradition we celebrate today comes from. 
In the late 1800s, however, there was a push in America to make Halloween into a holiday that was more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, or witchcraft. Parties became focused on games, candy, fall foods, and festive costumes. By the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween really became an ingrained American tradition. And today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween. This is how the ancient pagan festival of Soen became our country's second largest commercial holiday. While Halloween has morphed over the years, it's still a time dedicated to all things spooky, including the dead, demons, witches, ghosts, killers, murder, and most importantly, fear. By biblical terms, it's a time devoted to witchcraft. And while in the US it's marketed to children as a fun kids holiday, shouldn't that concern us as believers? God loves children. We see this when Jesus said, let the little children come to me in Matthew 19, 14. And because God loves children, consequently, that means the devil hates them. We as parents are the priests of our home and we determine what we let in and what we celebrate in our homes. It is imperative that we are on guard from the deception and attacks of the enemy. So my question to leave with you today is this, if Halloween is all about fear, and the Bible specifically says God has not given us a spirit of fear, then why are we celebrating a holiday that celebrates it? Now you may hear this teaching and think, that's in the past, but what does that have to do with the present? Isn't Halloween just a harmless kid's holiday? Well, this is exactly why I wanted to talk to today's guest. He can give his firsthand experience about his knowledge of the darkness this holiday is rooted in. He's a former high-ranking satanic priest who miraculously got saved and is now an evangelist, speaker, and author. Welcome to the show, Evangelist John Ramirez. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I love Daystar. Daystar is like my number one show to watch. So. Aww. When I'm here, I feel like I'm at Toys R Us, you know? <laughs> well, so we good. are so thankful <laughs> to have you. So the first thing I wanted to establish for the viewers at home is give us some of your backstory, you know, growing up and basically how you got saved. Uh, I was a satanic devil worshiper in the hierarchies of the demonic realm of the occult, which is the second, first heaven territory demons with the devil became my daddy at the age of eight years old. Uh, I, I was sold into the dark side. I saw my allegiance, I saw my soul to the devil. I did 25 years of witchcraft, going to demon church, but I went to demon church from seven in the evening to five in the morning. I uh, The big season for us was Halloween. The big season for us was the month of October, witchcraft month. That was the big season for us. I even had a wedding. Uh, on Halloween, I got married on Halloween. I had a diabolical, demonic wedding with animal rituals, blood sacrifices, and all that to marry my my, my ex-wife. We we got married on Halloween because we wanted to dedicate our wedding to the devil. Mm -hmm. So 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 I did the Halloween. I did 25 years of witchcraft. I did satanic church. I did witchcraft, astral projecting, sacrificing animal blood, witchcraft on people. Until 1999, I had a head collision with Jesus Christ. Took me out of my body put me in hell. The cross of Jesus Christ showed up in hell, um, defeated the devil in hell. I came back into my body and I went to hell as a devil worshiper, a monster, as a satanic in the occult and came back as a believer in Jesus Christ. It's such an incredible story. So as someone who was in witchcraft for so many years, was in Satanism, the first thing I wanted to establish 
to our viewers at home is the devil is a deceiver. He operates in deception. So one of his tactics is to make something intended for evil look harmless or even worse, make something evil look appealing and normal to society. Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. One of the one of the greatest tricks the devil pull on humanity is to make things cultural, fashionable, and acceptable. So when you dress up Halloween, when you dress up the occult, when you dress up uh, the satanic devil worshiping allegiance to the devil, is always going to come dressed up as an angel of light, mm -hmm. something harmless, something that you can you can practice, something that you can be a part of, something that entertaining for you to enjoy. But in the back end of the story, you have to pay a bill with yourself. And this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you because something that I've learned is that if you want to know the darkness behind something, one of the best people you could talk to is a former Satanist because there is a lot about Satanism the public doesn't know and you can really expose, you know, what Halloween and what these, you know, different Satanic practices are about and what the intention is behind them. So I wanted you to unpack a little bit more. Why is October Witchcraft Month for Satanists? When I was in the Satanic world, we had to take things into cycles. You call it seasons. In, 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 yeah. in Jesus Christ, we call it seasons. We call it the demonic ground. We call it cycles. So every cycle has a, a demonic uh, activity going on. October is three, cars, three quarters of the cycle to finish the year strong in December as a Titanic devil worshiper. So my job was to finish the year. October was a month to I mean, unleash hell on people to witchcraft practices, rituals, ceremony, and cleansings to, to get stronger in the demonic spirit, the demonic ground, so I can finish my year strong. Mm -hmm. And that's why October is so pivotal. Even Anton Vane, which he was, the, he was the high priest that created the Church of Satan in California in the 60s. He ran that, he ran all the way till he died. He said one quote. He said, I want to thank every Christian parent that allow their children to celebrate the devil one time a year. That is so powerful. And so I think for viewers at home, they probably don't know that in Satanism, you have what you would consider high holidays, just like there's high holidays in the Bible. Is that correct? Correct. I mean, we we, we, we just do copycats of what, just we do copycats of what you, the, the Christian world does, what the church does. Even when I came as a, as a young believer, I was disappointed with God because I was like, well, everything they did, we did in the satanic church. They lay hands, we lay demonic hands. They spoke in, in tongues, we spoke in demonic tongues. Mm. They, they, they uh, fell backwards in the spirit, we fell backwards in the demonic. So what is the difference between our church and their church? And God said, it's the presence of mind in the church that makes a whole the difference between the satanic world and my presence in my church. And that's also because the devil can't, he's not a creator. All he can do is take something that is God's and pervert it. Isn't that right? Copycat. Mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the key of, of, of the enemy is keeping you away from a relationship with, with Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, that is the main goal to keep you away from God's best, to keep you away from your purpose, your destiny, your, your time on the earth, that you should be glorifying God. All I want you to do is just glorify my son Jesus Christ with the time I gave you on the earth. And we let the devil come in and pervert our time, steal our time, steal our moments, still opportunity with God because we celebrate things that are ungodly, undespicable and abomination in the eyes of God. So for the people who are watching, what do Satanists do to celebrate Halloween? So Halloween is like Good Friday, right? To us, right? Halloween to the devil will be like Good Friday. And then November 1st, which is the day of the dead, will be like Resurrection Sunday to us. 
To us, when I was in the demonic side, when you were doing Resurrection Sunday, I do November 1st, the day of the dead. Resurrection means life. The day of the dead means death. Halloween means, means to us, means, means, you know, changing people's identity in the spirit realm so we can entrap them and then the, all hell will break loose in their life and in their marriage and their children because there's a ripple effect in the demonic side to create that atmosphere, the demonic atmosphere in someone's life when you celebrate Halloween. So when we celebrate Halloween, it's like you celebrating Good Friday. What would you say to parents who have children that want to celebrate Halloween? Do parents need to be on guard? I mean, absolutely. It's like you telling the devil here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my children in a spiritual altar and sacrifice my children spiritually because whatever you give the devil, the devil's looking for an opportunity to create stronghold, bondages, legal rights over your children. You might look like, you might dress up a kid and say, oh, I'm going to dress up, up like little Ariel, the little mermaid. That's a marine spirit. That's a water spirit. That's what the, in the demonic world, we call that a water spirit, a marine spirit. Well, I'm going to dress up like Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I'm using these terms because this is what we think that is harmless. As long as I don't dress my kid as a witch and I don't dress him like a vampire, it's okay. Dress like this. Casper the Friendly Ghost is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a ghost in the demonic world. So you you changing your children's identity in the spirit realm where God created your children to be something amazing, awesome, because God has a purpose and a destiny. Now you edit and you alter your children's life and then the devil will come later to collect the opportunity that you gave him when he was five, six, seven, eight years old. Now your kid is 16, 17, 18. He's on drugs. Uh, your, your daughter, your daughter's on drugs. Your kids on drugs. They're not behaving. You say, "Well, I grew up. My kids grew up in church." No, but you forgot. Go back and be track and hit the rewind button. You dedicate them to the devil without even realizing it. Now the devil mm -hmm. has a stronghold and own your legal rights and your kids, and your kids are not functioning in a godly way. I agree. I think we can open doors, even completely out of ignorance, and I think seeds can be sown. One of the things I noticed about Halloween and really stuck out to me over all these years, it's really a time of fear. Do you believe that the devil wants to sow seeds of fear into young children? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the movies, horror movies, mm -hmm. fear, uh, mind control spirits, you know, all these opportunities. That's why the Bible says, protect your eye gate, ear gate, mm -hmm. mouth gate, right? Because these are avenues that the enemy, the devil will capitalize and bring fear. Fear brings torment. That's why kids sometimes, I can't sleep at night because I see demons, I see things, or, or there's something in my room. Why? Because you have created an atmosphere in your home that you allow things to happen that are ungodly, and you make Jesus Christ uncomfortable in your home, but you made the devil very comfortable. Mm, that's such a good point. Why don't you um, explain some of the meanings? I'm going to give different things to you and I want you to explain the meanings behind popular Halloween items. One are pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns. Well, pumpkin, pumpkin is a marine spirit called Ochun, and in the Ochun in the Santeria religion, and she is the she is the marine spirit that controls the rivers. And her 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 mo, her opportunity for her to operate in the human in the human terms of people is pumpkins. You know, we when I did witchcraft, when I was doing dedications and ceremony and rituals in the rivers, I would have to bring a pumpkin, honey, and some other ingredients to make a contract with that demon. So the pumpkin situation in the, in in the occult realm in the spirit of the, in the demonic realm of the spirit has 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 a, 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 an attachment to it that you make you make a legal right when you connect with that situation or you, or you decorate your whole house with pumpkins and carve the faces and all these things mm -hmm. that you bring that situation into your home not realizing the, the, the implication and the dangers the spiritual dangers behind it what about gravestones there's a lot of those in my neighborhood right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are 
you know, people, it's a people put grace on, but if you put a cross, then people be offended, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you put a cross, people be offended. Grace don't, is, is, it is a sign of death. You know, it's a sign of death. When you put grace stone, you're saying that you are connecting with the dead. You're connecting with demonic spirits. There was a, a contract that I had when I was in the demonic world. In order for me to get that contract, to get in, I had to sleep in a cemetery, like seven days in a cemetery on a tomb to get that contract. And it represent graveyards, graveyard gravestones represent these things that looks like, it looks more like, well, it's harmless. It's just a piece of plastic or it's just a piece of cardboard. But the, 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 it's what's behind the scenes, what you're celebrating, you're dedicating, and you're making allegiance to. Gravestone represents death. And a lot of people, when they play with these gravestones, what you're doing, you're declaring premature death over your family. Mm. You know, I was just thinking about it. When you were talking about the gravestones, I was saying they're all over my neighborhood. And I go for walks with my two-year-old. And he hates the decorations because they're scary. And you know, children are so pure. You know, they can see, he can see that something's wrong and it's not okay. But one of the things I hate about Halloween in this time of year is it takes things that are evil and makes it marketable to young children and to believers. And you know for yourself, it's not good. And yet it's almost like we get comfortable with it because it's around us so much. It becomes the norm, and when it becomes the norm, we become acceptable. When you have something that is acceptable, you open doors. We call it a demonic world when you open doors, gateways and portals you open in the demonic side. And then you give these, these demons and the deities and these, and these principality territory from the spirit. You give them rights over your life. Even your young boy, he walks around, he feels something yeah. in his spirit. I mean, this is a little boy that's been called by God. His hand, the God hand is upon this little boy. God, even though he's little, but he's bigger than inside God is showing them you know stay away from these things that's why he feels eerie he doesn't feel he feels uncomfortable you say but he's only two but the Jesus in him is telling him you don't don't practice those things don't touch those things stay away from those things I believe that in my heart would you say that Satanists fear the devil more than Christians fear God we bring the devil into the church by celebrating Halloween right mm -hmm. but you don't see Satanists saying on Good Friday say I can't wait for Good Friday I want to go to your church I don't mean, if I would have went to the church as a devil worshiper at the time, I, uh, at the time that I was a devil worshiper, the devil would have killed me. The devil would have destroyed me because I disrespected him. I, I did something that was so evil in his eyes that I crossed over to, to the other side to celebrate Jesus. In other words, he made him jealous and he made him, he would kill me. So we, we come to a place that we celebrate things and we honor things that are ungodly. You know, the Bible says you can't eat from two masters table. Either you eat from one and hate the other, from this one or hate this one. I mean, you have to make up your mind. And it's hard, you think it's harmless. You know, one thing I've been doing this whole month of October, I've been mm -hmm. preaching in Texas, I've been preaching in every Oklahoma City, and I've been doing altar calls. And to my surprise, I've been doing altar calls for people to repent from celebrating Halloween so they can break the legal rights and the strongholds and the bondages in their life because now they're living a mediocre Christian life and they wonder why. And I, I've been doing altar calls and at least 100 to 150 people at the altar repenting from celebrating Halloween. Wow, that is so amazing. And I can't even believe it. Like you said, that Satanists, they won't go to church and celebrate Good Friday, but you'll see Christians celebrating Halloween. It's just such a crazy thought that we need to be more honoring to God than Satanists, Satanists are being honoring to the devil. That is just so wild. But I wanna talk about, you have a new book, Conquer Your Deliverance is out. <laughs> so John, tell the people who are listening, tell us about 
Why did you write this book? I wrote the book because, you know, we, we speak about, right, Rebecca, my sister, how many times we quote, we more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. but we're living a mediocre life. Mm -hmm. We more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, but we got generational curses. Yep. We more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We win battles, but we don't conquer anything. And I think that, and then here a person, say for example, a person is caught up with pornography and he wins the battle, he's celebrating, oh, I won the battle, I don't, I'm no longer in pornography, but you didn't conquer it because what happened is that same devil will come back six months later and fight you again, stronger and bigger, more powerful than ever, and now you're in bondage again, back in the pornography situation, but if you conquer something, there's no reason for it to come back. Let's just like, I tell you a quick example, the life of Joseph, right? Joseph conquered unforgiveness mm -hmm. because even when Joseph was betraying we know the story of Joseph's his brothers and all that but when Joseph met his father Jacob right he forgave his brothers I forgive you because what you meant for evil God turned around for good mm -hmm. but then Joseph met Jacob Jacob came back years later to his life he never told Jacob what the brothers did because he conquered unforgiveness mm -hmm. and that's the that's the God wants us to be more than conquerors in every aspect in the area of our life and our walk with him and that's why that book is so special because we need to learn how to conquer some devils tell us Conquer your deliverance. Where can they get it? I think you can go to Amazon and get it. Listen, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. And it's not because of my book. I, I believe in my heart. I want you to live the life that God set for you. I want God to set you free. I want you to have it. Conquer everything, every season, every situation, every trial, every infirmity that comes to any generation of crushing your family. You have the right. You have the right to conquer that because Jesus is with you. Who could be against you? Amen. Amen. Okay, before you go, I just want you to pray. You know, if people are watching this episode and they're thinking, oh, I celebrated Halloween as a kid or as an adult and I feel convicted by the Holy Spirit. I, what you were talking about, how you were having these altar calls and you were praying for people. Can you lead the people who are watching in a prayer? Amen. Absolutely. Listen, don't be ashamed. Don't be, don't feel guilty. You know, that's what the devil wants you. He brings shame and guilt. Don't, you don't have to be that way. If you celebrate something that is ungodly, Halloween, especially, that is like celebrate, it's like Christians celebrating Good Friday. We celebrate the demonic devil, celebrate Halloween. You can say, Lord Jesus, today, I don't care if I was five. My mother took me out. My parents took me out. I went to a Halloween party or I had Halloween festivities in my house while I decorated my home as a Halloween and gave the devil. I, all you have to say, Lord, I repent in Jesus name. I renounce these things that are full of darkness that they are an abomination in your eyes I did the altar course and people were crying at the altar Lord forgive me for allowing myself be intertwined with darkness when you have separated for those things that say Lord I repent Lord forgive me the devil listen to me I renounce every Halloween moment every opportunity I gave you that has to do with Halloween whether I dressed up my kids where I dressed up my house where I celebrate things where I went to Halloween party I renounce those things devil right now in Jesus name you have no legal rights over my life because whatever I renounce Holy Spirit will break and will make all things new in my life today and today I close the door behind me because greater things that God has in front of me for my family and me that we're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ all the days of our life and devil there's no, no, there's no reason for you to come and visit my home or torment my kids because I'm set free to the name of Jesus Christ Amen Thank you so much John for taking the time to talk to us today it was an honor having you on this podcast Thank you so much for having me God bless you and everyone who's watching, don't forget to get John's book on all platforms. And John, for anyone who's watching, how can people follow you online? They can go to info 
johnramirez.org. You, you can send your prayer request. I pray for people. I had a testimony. People have four stage cancer. They've been set free because the power of prayer works. That people have been tormented. They've been set free. People have bipolar. They've been set free. So send your, you know, info at johnramirez.org. Love to pray for you and get your victory. Well, thank you so much, John. Seriously, I really appreciate it. We love having you here at Daystar. You're a blessing to the body of Christ. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you so much, and send my love to Daystar. You're an amazing family. I want to encourage you guys today. Why do I do shows about this? Well, in Ephesians 4, Paul says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. He goes on to say, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. I want us believers to live a life worthy of our calling, like Paul says. And I don't want us to fall into the craftiness or deceitful schemes of the enemy. I'm not here to shame anyone or to bring fear. So many of us do this stuff, not out of a bad place in our heart, but simply out of ignorance. Like I said early in the program, I used to celebrate Halloween not even that long ago. Do you know how many things I've done because I was merely conforming to the culture I live in, not knowing the true intention behind the practice? But God has brought me on a journey and I wanna share what I've learned with other believers because I want them to know the truth and walk in victory. I want to empower believers to seek the Holy Spirit and make informed decisions for themselves and their families. Remember, you are the priest of your home. You allow what comes in your home and you have a decision to make today. Remember, we are following Jesus. We are walking in His light. Proverbs 4:18 says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18 says. It says, don't continue to team up with unbelievers and mismatch alliances for what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who can mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean and I will embrace you. I will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. This verse is just so clear. We aren't to associate with darkness. You cannot mix light and dark. We are supposed to be to be called out from among the unbelievers and live separate and holy among the Lord. Let me remind you of who you are today. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. This is our identity as believers. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, God's people in His own possession. We have been called out of darkness and into His life. When you know who you are, your actions will follow. And while we may not be like everyone else around us when we don't participate in these things, I wanna encourage you guys with this verse. In Philippians 2.15 it says, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. 
We are to shine the light of Jesus in a dark and twisted world. We are not to conform to the world around us, but to be set apart for Him and His purposes. You are holy, special, and called in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to study God's Word today and seek the Holy Spirit on this and what you should do. He is the Spirit of truth and He will guide you. I pray that you are encouraged today to be the priest of your home and to safeguard you and your family against the schemes of the devil. Well, I pray this episode has been informative and maybe even eye-opening for you. I do this podcast to share the truth in love and to help equip believers in their daily walk with the Lord. For more, you can follow me on Instagram at at Rebecca Lamb Weiss and you can join the email list. Thanks for watching today, you guys. I'll talk to you next time right here on On Air with Rebecca.